Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 206 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Ray is out trekking in the wilds and camping for a week, so I am joined today by Ariel Rada from Geek 101. How are you doing, Ariel? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The um, with the pandemic being less uh, stressful than it was in the past, I think I'm finally on the upswing. Awesome. Yes, it has been nice to go out to places and not feel like I have to do masks and worry about what I'm doing every moment. But it is definitely be nice. Um, we have not talked to each other since way back in 2017 on episode 74, which is kind of crazy. Uh, what's yeah, it, too. Um, so Geek 101 is 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 done, right? We my my podcast partner in that um, like had another kid and had to, you know, and and all that stuff plus pandemic. So we mm-hmm. like we folded that podcast. Um, I still have the feed up in a different name called Pop Culturist. Uh, but right now I am currently, and this ties into the topic today. Uh, I'm currently working on a, a YouTube channel covering my favorite favorite series of all time called one piece i've got two videos recorded and a third one um that might be recorded today or tomorrow depending on how i feel so i've been like working on on projects i i do a lot of writing um i've had writing i've had pitches accepted by like sci-fi uh like sci-fi network.com and uh, like the daily beast i even had a big piece in there so nice um so yeah that, that's kind of what i've been up to that's awesome. Um, it's been it's been nice having you like in the staff chat. I see you come through, and you know, it's I know you're you're quite the contributor for us, and we we very much appreciate it. It's the Beige has put together a very nice group of of people. Yeah, I really enjoy it as well. I don't contribute to. I have a few places where I contribute every now and then, mm-hmm. um, but I think the lack of schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, like real life schedule, right? Like work schedule has made it so that I am wildly inconsistent about this this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm somebody who who really who really needs it. Like I might I might have ADHD. I need to like go to therapy and, and kind of verify or see. Um, but I do struggle with the same thing. So I, I really enjoy the community and I enjoy the site and I you know I, I do contribute every now and then. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we. I think all of us struggle. Like, I think a lot of us thought, oh, okay, well, look at all the spare time we're going to have because we don't have commutes, we don't have the. Then you find out that the lack of schedule and the lack of every day to day like routine really throws you off. Yeah. I, so I, I thought about that, and I think the main contributor is that I've worked from home before, mm-hmm. but when you work from home in a non-pandemic setting. You work, let's say, from eight to five, and when you clock out, like you're able to go places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but during the pandemic, it's like, oh, great, I've clocked off of work, and now my leisure time is at this same desk, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, it, it's still, you know, I think it's it's so different when you are allowed uh, to say, to like safely go to a restaurant go to the mall, go to ShopRite without worrying about this stuff uh, or to, to go grocery shopping. So it, 
I, I've thought about it. Like, why, why, why did I handle online school, uh, like online college for a year, way better than I handled pandemic teaching for a year? And well, there's a lot of reasons, but that's probably a big part of it. Yes, yes. Our, my my listeners are very familiar with <laughs> with the trials and tribulations of teaching online. Because I have I have done many a rant, many a rant. But uh, but the the pandemic is is slowly making its way into our past. So what have you been working on as far as geeking out? Like what is your weekly geekery for this week? Uh, so my, my weekly kind of geekery stuff is I, I do three things now. I, I have been lately, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos mm-hmm. and um, I've been watching this booktuber. Her name is uh, Murphy Napier. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty big. She, she usually does novels, prose, you know, fantasy novels traditionally. Mm-hmm. But recently, she started to, uh, by the at the behest of her comments or followers or Patreons, she started One Piece, which is an anime or a manga, excuse me, a manga. And she is, it is, um, it's really you get a, it's like it's like finding somebody who, who you who like loves reading comic books, mm-hmm. and they are experiencing the MCU for the first time and you sit there and you're like, if you plop some, you know, if somebody was in a coma in 2000 and the only thing that they had was like blade and that first X-Men movie and they wake up and suddenly you've got this 20 year empire of, of great, you know, very, very uh, critically acclaimed films. Mm-hmm. And so except, except for like one piece, like, all of its fans are like, this is, I'm telling you the world building, the fantasy, it's great. It's great. It's great. People don't believe us because it's so long. We'll get, I'll get into that in our main topic. And so she is going through the emotion, the emotions that all of us fans have gone through over these last 20 plus years, 24 years coming up this, this month or this year. But it's, it's like watching somebody watch the MCU for the first time and you get to see them react to every movie. You'd be like, man, I, I can't believe the Winter Soldier was this incredible spy thriller with great choreography. And it's just like, how did you, you know, it's just like an interesting, interesting thing to see people experience something and you're kind of validated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watch an, an anime slash manga YouTuber called Totally Not Mark. Um, and then the other things I, I really do is I I play uh, Call of Duty Zombies. I'm, I'm not a big like shooter guy anymore, mm-hmm. um, but like Zombies has kind of that very repetitive. Like it scratches that itch where I'm like playing a game uh, I can play by myself. I'll play it for an hour a day, um, you know, and it's got that classic nostalgic feel. And of course, I'm I'm reading One Piece, which you'll hear people will hear me talk about a lot uh, this episode. Yes, yes, I'm very excited because I uh, you, we're we're talking today about an area that I is not part of my geekitude, and a lot of people have been telling me it needs to be. So I'm hoping that I can walk away with like a game plan <laughs> to get myself into some that's, of this. Stuff. That sounds great. That's exactly why I'm here. That's awesome. Uh, yes, and it's funny because you you mentioned kind of like doing a a Marvel watch without having any 
previous experience, my, my co-host Ray just finished with his girlfriend that he got together with uh, during the pandemic. She had no experience with comic books or the movies. So it wasn't even just that she hadn't seen these amazing movies and come to life on screen. It was like things like the reveal that the Winter Soldier was Bucky were like mind-blowing. And all of us, the listeners and everybody were listening to every week, he would come back and do a recap of their watch that week. And um, yeah, it's just kind of fun. It's you, you're almost a little bit jealous because they get to experience something in a way that you never got to experience it. And that's yeah. just so cool. It's so cool. But, uh, but we just finished, I mean, not really, really finished. We've still got a little bit ways to go, but we finished the big part of, of, our kind of rewatch that I've been posting in discord and Slack. Uh, yesterday we finished with Avengers Endgame. Uh, I am going to, once we start uh, our, on our trip today, um, I'm going to try and do like an episode of WandaVision a week and an episode of Falcon, the winter soldier a week after that, so that I can then watch homecoming. But this is the, the end of the rewatch with everybody. And uh, man, do these, do these movies just get better and better? Like, even Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is not my favorite, is still strong. And when we watch it in chronological order, like we did with this one, it just, it fits so well. Yeah. Um, I, I have an interesting MCU question for you. Yes. And to preface it, have you ever seen or heard of the, uh, the, the HBO series, The Leftovers? Yes. Okay. So the premise of The Leftovers is that one day, suddenly, 2%, I think the number is, 2 or 3% of the population has disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the whole crux of the show is that three years later, everybody is still reeling from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes into my, my criticism of Infinity War and Endgame. Now, I want to preface this. I, I love the experience of watching the movies. Mm-hmm. Of those movies, right? I, I love, I love so much of them. I love the. Uh, I think where the Russo brothers shine is their action scenes. I was listening to your in the heights, like, um, their action is incredible to the point where it is so. Their action comic book action scenes are so perfect that it almost ruins the experience of watching any other superhero action scene because in your head you're like, why couldn't they do it like this? Um. The, the Doctor Strange stuff against Thanos, right? The the Captain mm-hmm, America mm-hmm. against Thanos at the end. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect translation, uh, whatever, whatever. My criticism, though, is wouldn't the story have been served? Wouldn't the universe have been served better if we handled the snap differently? How would you look, explain? <laughs> so... <laughs> I th- I think personally they in Infinity War right spoilers for Infinity War a movie that's been out for years and is the biggest movie of all time these two movies they they do the snap and Thanos for lack of a better word wins right. half the universe is gone mm-hmm. I think that they they do that the Russo brothers made that decision for um, pretty much for shock value right because okay. if you were if you were to truly want to write a coherent world building story with true consequences that fit uh, your actions. You never, you would never do that 
because the consequences of deleting half the world and bringing them back five years later would cause so much chaos in your world that you wouldn't be able to realistically do anything but damage control for generations. Mm-hmm. Right? Th- does that make does that like make sense? Yeah. No, I make it makes sense. I think. I, I don't know that it was just shock value. I think they were trying to pay tribute to the original comics where he does get rid of half the, the universe. Um, I, I think the whole idea is that he is mad. And so therefore storytelling wise, I think, um, I think seeing a, a type of fallout from this, I mean, because we don't see the five years of people trying to recover. We see, five years later when it's not recovered. And then in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we see that there's still constant fallout and there's like, it's not just because people are trying to get back to normal. Doesn't mean it's there yet. Um, I definitely see what you're saying. I think this was a good way to kind of shake up the status quo so that more stories could be told. Um, I, I still think, and I said this, I think in my, in one of our Slack conversations, I want to see a TV series that is very Black Mirror-esque of um, like an anthology of stories of people, not superheroes, not superheroes at all, just people, everyday people dealing with the snap. Yeah. So I feel like there's so many stories there that I don't think they're ever going to tell that I think that's a shame. I I agree. And so I never had a problem with the snap in and of itself, because when you do it in the comics, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is the way it gets resolved is that time rewinds to the point where like before it, it, it never, it never happened for lack of a better word. It never happens. Right. 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 That's the difference because you can tell that when that snap happened, if like when you're, when you remove the emotional, whatever, it was well done. And then you think back, you're like, However, they resolve this will be unsatisfying because you either do what they did, where half the world's gone, time passes, half the world's back, mm-hmm. or it never happened, which feels a little unsatisfying, especially for a movie of this magnitude. Absolutely. Um, and my concern is they the five years is far too long. It's it's too long of a time. I understand they want to put stakes, but it's just like mm-hmm. ima- like think of your life five years ago. Yeah, or think of your life five. If if your partner magically, you know, if, I've thought about this too. It's like my partner like magically turned to dust, and five years later they are back. One, you're five years older. Two, you may have a different partner. Three, you may be in a, in a completely different like the world is dramatically different five years past, especially in in terms of like. Uh, governmentally, half the world's gone. Like, what happened to property? What ha- like, and then suddenly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. three point five billion people show up. Not to mention animals, wild like wildlife, insects, fish, birds, whatever. It's just like, and 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 people are like, yeah, but they're doing the consequences in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'm like, I'm saying it's it's not enough, right? Your right, consequences right, right. don't match your actions. Now, I, it's whatever. Um because the movies were so entertaining and you kind of, I just, I just personally, I just forgive it, but it, it was just, I'm just interesting. Like it could have been better. And I don't think it's as perfect as people kind of like saying it is. I hear that. I hear that. I do. Like I said, I do would love to see, I, f- I feel like there are opportunities for stories there that I don't think they're going to take advantage of. 
Yes. I feel like yeah. all those all those conversations that you did, like all those examples you just gave, I feel like each of those is an episode of a TV series dealing with like the, you know, I want to, I actually, one of the, the episodes I would want to see is the family that nobody gets dusted and how they have to deal with the fact that their family's intact while all the other families around them are grieving and struggling and suffering. I feel like yeah. there's stories there that are just like, oh my God, they would be so wonderful. Yes, I, I agree. And and the fact that we'll never get that is part of the criticism behind saying like mm-hmm. you this was not this was not the best thing you could have done. Right. No, I get that. I absolutely get that. Um beyond that, I am continuing to watch Leverage. Uh Lyle, one of our listeners, I, I have to say I, I got to the pretzels, and yes, I do have strong feelings about pretzels. Um it made me smile quite a bit. Uh it's it's been my it's been my happy place for the last couple of weeks because if I just I feel like after this school year it's been so hard to kind of come down from it and just relax that my brain has not fully yes. recovered. And so um I'm not saying mindless in a in a derogatory way, but for me it is kind of mindless television where I don't have to I don't have to concentrate. My my husband and I watch a lot of um crime dramas so i'm not really figuring everything out um we listen we watch a lot of foreign shows so i'm not reading my 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 tv like i can sit there i can watch a, a fun heist film with fun gadgets and kind of zany characters and <laughs> I, I am absolutely loving it and the fact that they're going to reboot it in a week is very exciting um but the last thing that i did this week which just kind of happened yesterday is and i don't that's not true. I do know how I, I I fell into it. My mom is cleaning out my my grandmother's house. She passed away several years ago, and they're finally getting around to kind of clearing out and selling the house. And she found a bunch of my old toys, and it's this whole like shoebox full of. Do you remember the cartoon Silverhawks? Silverhawks. I can't say I do. Let me look it up. It was kind of the, oh, Thundercats was really successful, so let's do something <laughs> different. Yeah. yeah. I, I recognize the toys because this was a generation before me, right? But Yeah, yeah. Um, I do recognize people having those toys. Yeah. So um, so I found that, and I was like, I wonder if like you can stream these cartoons. like if they're And that just sent me down this rabbit hole of 80s and 90s Saturday morning cartoons. Like I even posted in, I want to say, the Weekly Geekery on Slack, that you can find the actual Saturday morning cartoon lineups, like the, the schedules on, on the internet. It's kind of nuts. And so... Like I, I predict for those of you who are interested, um, several episodes of Geektitude after we come back over our summer, um, of of exploring some of our favorite '80s and '90s cartoons because, like, I'm not saying they're good. <laughs> In most cases, right. they are not. But the nostalgia associated with them and going back and going, oh my god, I completely forgot about that cartoon. Oh, that car- I used to watch that all the time. Like, I must have spent a couple hours yesterday, like digging through old nostalgic cartoon clips. It was it was fun. Yeah, a lot of those shows, uh, if I recall, like the uh, the impetus for keeping them on the air was like toy sales, right? Yep, was it exactly? Um, 
So it's it's really interesting. Like you know, I, I was listening to um, the Weekly Planet, and they were just like, "He the He Man's the original He Man series was not good. It was just a twenty minute toy commercial." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, you like you said, you watch them, and you're like, "This doesn't this, this doesn't make any sense." But it, it looks cool, <laughs> almost in the same vein of like watching uh, some Marvel movies, where you're just like, "Yeah, the story wasn't great, but man, look what they could do." Uh, with this stuff, perhaps perhaps that fits more with DC uh, films than it does with Marvel. <laughs> I don't know if you have a divide in your in your listenership. Um, I don't know. I think if you listen to the show and you're like offensively DC, like you get your feelings hurt if people criticize it, I, I, then you're just a a, a sadist <laughs> because sure. we are we are not we are not gentle with DC. We 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 do hope that it gets better treatment in the future but we don't see that um we don't see evidence headed that direction <laughs> yeah that's that's the sucky part right when you criticize something like that and people are like yeah but you just hate these characters like no i no. i love these characters like right. that's the point right that's the problem like if we if we hated these characters we wouldn't care but we see yeah. them doing things with these characters that are so good and have so much potential and it's like you're just not you're going for the easy grab and you're not going you're not you're not setting yourself up for success, nor are you treating the characters respectfully. Yeah. Well, I think we both know that the real problem with that, the beginning of that franchise is putting the power into the hands of somebody who doesn't love the characters. Mm -hmm. It was, it's, it's weird. What a weird, I mean, I know exactly how that person came, you know, came to, to be in charge. Right. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. uh, basically you can sum it up to movie executives, do don't understand art uh right. or don't you know anyway um it makes it still when people talk about you know man of steel it still makes me sad that still makes me real sad yeah yeah though i know that our uh <laughs> my co-host is a big man that's one of his few dc movies that he he enjoys uh, for many many reasons <laughs> is he a superman fan he is a superman fan that's that's odd. See, I think if you told me that that movie was not Clark Kent and Superman, mm-hmm. then actually there's a lot of that movie that's like, wow, this is awesome. Um, anyway, nah, I don't want to talk about it, especially if somebody <laughs> on the show, you know. <laughs> no, we've, we've had long discussions. Ray really likes the show or the movie. He thinks that um, it's very like he he likes the different take on it. But he's also somebody who, and I, I am too, to some level, somebody who's like, if you want to mix it up, mix it up, tell a good story. And and I think that's exactly what you're saying. Like, if it wasn't Clark Kent Superman, then it would be okay. And I think that's why he's like, sure, I'll buy, I'll buy what you're putting down as long as you keep it consistent. And he likes the he likes the the questions and the the story that comes up. And this is me, this is me arguing a point that I don't stand by. Right. Just, but, but yeah. yeah. The, the problem is the the movie doesn't believe that, right? Because the movie tries tries to tell you that Jonathan Kent raises this kid right. That's I think to me that's the problem. The crux of the problem in that movie is the dad is a terrible person, um, <laughs> and so if if Jonathan Kent is a terrible person and you raise a kid with the power to destroy the planet, you know what that person is going to do? He's not going to be a good person. At, at one point, Jonathan uh, Clark Kent goes, "Would would you have? Did you want me to let those kids in the bus die?" And Jonathan Kent goes. I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. And and that's the difference to me where in the comic book or in any real version of Superman where you need this person with power to uh, 
to be completely selfless, completely mm-hmm. selfless. Mm-hmm. Jonathan says, you try and hide your identity, but your priority is to save those people. Right. 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 A- any- anyway. Um, <laughs> but like if, if somebody can get over it and, and just look at it from like a technical standpoint, from a technical standpoint, that movie is so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we got that drop. <laughs> uh, no worries. It's, you know, like that's what we do. We're geeks. We talk about what we like and don't like about the things that people make for us, <laughs> whether we, whether we, we should or not, it is, it is part of the process. Yeah. Like if you don't know, if you're going to start working with a geek franchise and you don't realize that that's the kind of response you're going to get, you know, that I, I think at this point that's on you <laughs> because yeah. we, we don't make, we don't make any um, uh, claims not to be those people <laughs> for sure. Alrighty, um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we are going to talk about anime and manga, and um, hopefully get me a plan on how to start, because there's a lot out there, and and I need help. <laughs> we'll be right back. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Beep, 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 beep. Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. All right, we are back, and today we're talking about anime and manga, and I am turning it over to you, sir, because I, I don't know where to start. I have students that tell me I need to go and watch all of these different things, and I have nephews that are telling me I have to go. I, I have no idea where to start. All right, well, I mean, that's that's why I'm here, right? This is kind of where I was hoping this conversation would go. Uh, so so let, let, me, let me ask you this. What what do you know? What what of anime and, and manga do you know? Um, I like there would be titles that I would recognize because students talk about them, but as far as story and plot and even genres, I have no clue. Interesting, interesting. Because uh and I'm sorry, where do you um where are you like where do you teach again? Yeah, I know uh, it's high school. I'm like, in Southern state? California. Southern California, okay. Um, and it would be like a very populous area. Uh, yeah, I mean, it used to be in a little bit more populous area than it is now, but I think the, uh, I'm out in the, the Palm Springs Coachella Valley area and, um, it's a much more isolated area, but I think these kids are a little bit more adamant about their anime. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, I, you know, cause you know, sometimes you, you podcast with somebody and they're like in Montana and you're like, okay, that's why you haven't heard of, of, of anything. Um, but it is just interesting for me because I am one, I'm Asian. 
And so there, there's that. And mm-hmm. two, I, I live in a very, um, so I live right next to Jersey city. I'm from Jersey city, which is, you know, it's a big, it's the big city in Jersey that everyone knows like that Newark. Uh, I live across the river from, from New York city. And so it's very populated, very diverse. Um, and you know, that does seem to be kind of as a kid, as a kid, uh, in the nineties for me, that, that seems to be like a, a marker of whether or not, you know, certain things, certain anime, certain manga, certain properties, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's really interesting. I, I, I love that I'm having this conversation with somebody who, who doesn't know because in my circles, everyone knows, mm-hmm. right. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, and so the most historically, the most popular anime, and I'll, I'll use the word anime here, uh, are things like Sailor Moon mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball Z. Have you heard of those two things? Yes. I think I may have seen like a stray episode of one or two of those um, back when I was in like college. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I... I like what what decade were you born i don't know if it's you know, i was born yeah. in in 78 i'm 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 a zennial <laughs> I, okay. I am i am a a a later gen x um just barely missed being like my my younger brother who's four years younger than i is a millennial so like i'm right there on the cusp so so that makes sense right because when i was a preteen and cartoon network was playing um you know, I was born in 90. So when I was a preteen and Cartoon Network was playing Dragon Ball Z, uh, a tsunami late at night, it's like 11 p.m. is when they're showing these things, right? You're like, you were already in late high school, college. Mm-hmm. And and it's just such a different time frame, right? I'm like eight years old watching these things. And you at that point, like, it, it's a tough watch now as an adult watching like Dragon Ball Z. And so that, that makes sense as to why those timelines don't really like match up. Mm-hmm. It's like finding an adult who who didn't like Ninja Turtles. Like, well, that means that you were born in either, like, you were growing up in like the mid two thousand tens or like before the eighties, like in that time frame where they weren't super popular, despite you know what they are, right? Right. Um, and so, anime is is so it's so different today, and I think it's there's there's a couple of things we need to talk about when we talk about anime. F- first of all, anime is. Uh, it's any, it's it's not a style, right? It's not a style, although they, they a lot of them seem stylistic. It is animation from Japan, mm-hmm. right? So when somebody's like, "Oh, have you seen this anime, Avatar: The Last Airbender?" It's not, <laughs> it's not anime. Um, but today, today your students, high school students, elementary kids, it's it's the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the big thing i mean you'll see you'll see goku from dragon ball z in the macy's day parade you'll see kids watching naruto have you heard of naruto oh yes they talk about naruto all the time yeah so it is it's huge and and uh and and anime traditionally see uh anime television traditionally is directly adapted from manga which is Japanese, like sequential storytelling comic books. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think 
is the number one selling title of all time? Comic um, book title. Comic book title or yeah. Um comic book title, I would say probably Batman. Okay. That's a good guess. It's a good guess. Uh the top three. Okay. The Batman, top three. Wolverine, and Spider Man. Uh in terms of just uh just a singular series. So if we're saying um like Batman, it would just be the Batman book. As okay, opposed so as to, opposed to all like all the different versions of the comic book, like he because they've like Wolverine has had a bazillion D titles. Yeah. So you're so, saying one specific title. Yeah, as a, yeah. One specific title. Um I believe I don't know what the exact order is. And I, I do know that um, I'm, 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 based on this, I'm going to guess, right? Number three would be Batman. Okay. The Batman comic book title. Makes sense. It's been running since 1939. Mm-hmm. The either number one or number two spot is Superman. Wow. Oh. Makes sense. It's been running since 1938. Absolutely. Rounding out the top three is a comic in Japan called One Piece. Gotcha. It's been running since 1997. So That's kind of crazy because that's like decades later. <laughs> it's right. So like it's weird because you've probably never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Your your students have probably heard of it and never read it, watched it. And yet it is the greatest selling uh, I know this for sure. It's the greatest selling thing uh comic by a single person all time because it's had one author mm-hmm. and so let's let so this is where i kind of like to introduce this thing in terms of manga um do you, do you read comic books joe i do okay what i like about comic books is is i love the characters mm-hmm. and what is and i love like you know the story i love the storytelling i love the characters blah 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 but an issue I run into is that I will love when let's, I'm, I don't, I don't, you know, for example, I loved reading daredevil when it was written by Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. I loved it less being written by uh, who, who's, who was on it. Mark, Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. They're two very different things. Sometimes they don't even feel like the same character. Right. Like, have you ever come across that that feeling? Oh yeah, well, because I was I was heavy into the comic books in in the nineties. Like that was like, probably my peak comic book reading. Like where I was reading stuff off the shelves as soon as they came out. And mm-hmm. the the problem was is I love the X Men, but I'd say every six months to a year they would change authors, and the authors would re- redo the entire team, and so you could never get a consistent. You could never get a consistent story going because all these plot threads would be dropped. Um, the characters would change up. Sometimes the entire lineup would be different, and like your favorite character would go, you know, to a different team or completely disappear altogether. And there's just no consistency. So the idea of something being written by a single individual is just. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that's why the Claremont years were so successful with the X Men is because he was the one who was in control of it and steering it and keeping everything consistent. 
Yeah, it, it it feels almost like the the Kevin Feige MCU films. Exact. Good. Very good uh, comparison. Yes. Yeah. We're, you, you can kind of see the fingerprints here and there. He may keep his hands off of some some films more than the others, but you love. I love. You know. I, I think most people would agree. You love that singular vision, and and that's where I think um, manga needs to kind of pitch itself to Western audiences. You know. Um, because the, Snyder, the Scott Snyder Batman feels so different than the Tom King Batman to the point where like, mm-hmm. you're not even sure they're the same character. If you were just to look at uh, characterization and not design, um, what makes manga so cool is that you have these, these issues, right? Let's say we'll call them issues, but they're chapters. They're about 20 to 25 pages, much like a Western comic would be about that same length, mm-hmm. except, um, uh, let me let me I have it here Naruto which is one of the big ones that everybody kind of you know knows uh ran for I don't know what the number is over 500 issues one person one artist one vision now I personally don't think Naruto ends all that well but I do enjoy that aspect of it where if you were to read X-Men comics today, some of them feel that it, I, I, they're just not, they're not the same. They don't feel the same. The mm-hmm. characters aren't the same. The retcons are different. The, the timelines are different. And so a lot of manga, I think, needs to be pitched to West to Western audiences in the same way you would pitch something like Invincible, uh, mm-hmm. Saga, The Walking Dead, where you have you know, uh, sometimes a team, sometimes one person, you know, most, uh, most of the famous manga are done by one person art and story, which is another like really incredible thing. Um, and so I, you know, I, I think if you, you would need to l- research what interests you in manga. And there are so many different, like to, to call manga one thing is, is to say all comic books are superheroes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we both know that to, to not be true. Right. Um, well, yeah, you know, I think lately, as as uh, which as indie comics get more popular and popular. First, for a while, Saga was the most popular comic. It was the most critically acclaimed. Um, the Walking Dead transformed itself from a an interesting like look into the human psyche and during a zombie apocalypse into this like multimedia, incredibly popular TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now is probably the time to try and get people to to start manga. And for you, um, I think one of the easiest ways to do that is the Shonen Jump app slash like subscription. Um, Shonen Jump is the place where the most famous manga gets released in, into an anthology series weekly. Um, like Naruto uh, at one point was was releasing weekly in that anthology. And, uh, but on the app, you pay $2 a month and you get their entire back catalog. Okay. And what, how do you spell that? S H O N E N. Okay. And then the the second word is jump. Jump. Shining yeah. So jump. it's like a, it's a phone app. It's a, it's, you can, you can do it on your browser. Um, I can give you some like recommendations. I can, I can elevator pitch you certain manga to see if you would be interested in them. Okay, that'd be cool. Because, I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about comic books, as, as you mentioned, that, you know, they go straight to the superheroes. And I, I do know enough about manga that <laughs> you're, you're, you're a, a 
you have a, a English history background, so you will appreciate this. When I was teaching English, I would often run across kids who hated reading. Mm-hmm. And so my go-to was always um, find a comic book that they would like because it cuts down on the amount of words, but it still creates literacy. And so I, I had one kid, I just couldn't find anything. Like he was just like digging his heels in. I don't read. And I knew that he played soccer. And so I went to my local um, comic book guy and, and, you know, you can do this with librarians too, but librarians and comic book guys, if you need to ask recommendations, they will have recommendations for you. And he, I don't remember the title of it, but it was a soccer manga. And I kind of said, all right, here's a book. Now you can read this. And I showed him how to read it and everything. And then I said, um, then go ahead and, you know, if you read, you know, a chapter or two in the actual book that we're supposed to be reading, I will go out and get you another book, you know, another issue of that. And it actually worked for quite a while. <laughs> so I'm like, I like one of the things that I am constantly impressed by with manga, the little I do know about it is that there are subject areas galore. Like it is really yes. a very diverse topic um, covering medium. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to, to, for me to kind of get your sense of taste, what are your, some of your favorite, like either fantasy not or fiction novels or mm-hmm. comic books? Okay. So I love urban fantasy. So I like, like the Dresden files um, and, and that kind of genre of, of book. Um, I like survival horror, not just zombies. I feel I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a zombie snob. So I want like my zombies kind of, specific but i do like stories where people have to rebuild a society or are struggling against like an oppressive invasion force um what was the one with um the aliens i don't remember the name of it but it was on either sci-fi or tnt for a while and they had things on their back like they would attach things to the kids backs there's somebody screaming. There's somebody screaming at their podcast right yeah, now. Yeah, for real. Um, but you know, so I like that kind of thing. And then I'd say the third genre that I'm really into is heists. That's why I'm loving Leverage so much. Is you give me a good Ocean's Eleven type heist film, and I am there. Okay, I so I have kind of the perfect manga for you. It's also an anime. I think in this particular instance, the manga is is a better version of it. Traditionally, uh, most, most manga that you know of that are very either character driven or, um, or like any, anything like character plot, right. Things that, that make you think a little more, you want to read the manga because it's the original, um, it's the original creator's true vision for what it was when it was released. Anything super action-based, traditionally you want the anime, right? Because you get to visually see these action panels expanded, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, for, I think the number one thing that people are already thinking of if they are an anime manga consumer is this series called Death Note. Have you heard anything about it? I have heard I have heard the, the title. I know nothing about it. Okay, so what Death Note is, a, a Death Note is a notebook, essentially, that uh, is wielded by, for lack of a better word, Grim Reapers, right? 
these Japanese Grim Reapers, uh, anytime it is somebody's time to die, they write their name in the notebook, in the death note, and that person dies however they are described in the death note, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if, if I don't know, whatever, pretty simple. Yeah. Person, yeah. you know, person dies of a heart attack, they die of a heart attack right then and there. You follow a mischievous Grim Reaper um, who essentially finds a like a teen who is brilliant but a little bit of a narcissist and he makes that death note visible to that teen named light light finds the death note he um figures out what ha- what it does because there's instructions in it and he essentially starts affecting the world at large through this death note, executing people, bending people to his will. And what happens is somebody on television as character named L is trying to track him down. So it's a game of cat and mouse. It's a real like psychological type thing where this one person has this death note. There are certain rules to it. And he's, he's trying to not get caught by L and he's trying to kill him using the death note. So it's like, it's, it's, it's so, it's so different from like your kids will be like, yeah, watch Naruto, watch my hero. It's like, no, this is, it's super popular. So it's not one of those like, oh, this is real indie. This is like recommending the walking dead. Like when it first came out, right. Where it's like, mm-hmm. here's a super popular thing that everybody loves, but it still has a lot of merit. So that is something I think you would really enjoy. I think it's important to, you know, the things are super popular for a reason, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so this might be something that piques your interest. Okay. Um, another, another, I mean, there's a ton, there's a ton that I am not like super, super well versed in. Another one that is really dark is called Uzumaki by, uh, his name is Junji Ito. And I, I can write this out for you, but he is essentially the master of horror okay. for all of, of manga. Um, it's hard. It, it, it's, it's, it's re- a lot of it is, is real, almost existential and, and all designed to like be real visual. So when somebody's like, yeah, we're going to turn, we're going to turn Uzumaki, which means spiral. We're going to turn this into a TV show. And you're just like, this is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- those are a couple ones. I mean, the big, the big fantasy, the big fantasy ones, you know, you can kind of like look up, look up a synopsis and know whether or not you'll like it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of want to talk about uh, in relation to anime, like um, the one of the, the kind of like the dark side behind manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditionally, manga is released weekly all year round. Right. So your, mm-hmm. your favorite comic book titles, your serialized comic book titles, Batman, Hulk, Superman, whatever, except for that one time DC tried to do this and it, and it did not end up well, uh, are, are released monthly. Right. Mm-hmm. But what happens is a lot of the stories behind these authors were called manga Ka with the K at the end there, they get really sick and they get really stressed and burnt out to the point where some of them have like even passed away. Oh, wow. So the most, uh, historically, the most famous instance of this is, is a series called Hunter Hunter, 
which uh, I'm sure some of your students have have watched now that it kind of got rebooted at some point. Um, but the the author's name is what's his name? Um, the author's name is Yoshihiro Togashi, and this person was an experienced manga creator, artist, writer, married to the person who created Sailor Moon. So it's already kind of that that cachet, mm-hmm. and they're they're making this this manga, and it's very good and is very well received. But then if you look at the schedule, suddenly there are weeks and months where the series goes on hiatus. And it's because this person is so stressed and so burnt out that they just keep getting sick to the point where the the series started in 98 and it is currently 2021. And the number of, you know, uh, it's a very low number of chapters, right? Um, I believe the number of chapters in Hunter Hunter is is somewhere in the here I got it right here. Hunter Hunter is currently on chapter 375, started in 98. For context, One Piece which started in 1997 is on chapter 1018. Jesus. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. yeah. The the One Piece conversation will come uh, can come outside this podcast. But you know, he's been sick and and most recently most recently, uh, just this year, a couple of months ago, uh, the the creator named Kentaro Miura, who created this thing called Berserk, which um, he he recently died. He died in May, uh, no doubt partially due to the stress. Mm-hmm. And Berserk is like a super medieval dark fantasy, and it is it has directly influenced series like dark souls and things like that mm-hmm. to, to the point where those people are like, if we don't have berserk, we never make dark souls. Um, and so like he died in may leaving that series unfinished. And so it's kind of this like real scary haunting overworking. And, and I think somebody maybe needs to, uh, maybe needs to, they need, they need to overhaul that system. Yeah, because that I mean that's I mean there's 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 suffering for your art and there's working yourself to death and those two things are not the same. <laughs> They're not the same at all. Yeah, I, I mean we hear of these Western comic book artists who are just like yeah I don't have health care my deadlines are really tight and it's like yeah those are those are monthly and and these are weekly. Um, now almost all manga is done black and white, right? But but still. Like still, it's, it's yeah. Still. No, that's a lot. I mean, I I know how much it takes to. I mean, being a theater professional, I know how much our art takes to put together. Um, sure, yeah. And and we're doing one two hour whatever. You know, to to think that you're going to have to put together something that is this collection every week that's that's insane. I can't even I can't even imagine trying to produce something anything. Anything that that you know, short stories weekly would would stress me out. Yeah, and I think part of what has led to this kind of hellish work schedule is the advent of the the animation or anime, right? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Adapting ma- manga into anime, and so the reason I say that is when you are watching, for example, South Park which is this incredibly long running, very basic animation, Western 
show, there's maybe what 24, 25 episodes a season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they use the off time to to work on it, right? Uh, s- similar to The Simpsons, which has been running for over twenty years, has twenty something episodes a season. Still very tough. Uh, the the people at Invincible says it took like two years to get their one season done. Uh, the, the recently, Invincible, the, the Amazon show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me. I'm going to use Naruto as an example because it's the most famous. Naruto ran from 2002 to 2007. Uh, I think this is more. This is like the first half of that that entire saga. The episode numbers per season. Or let's just use seasons one and two for example. Season one had fifty-seven episodes. It ran year long. Wow. Season two had forty-three, and it stays in that forty range. And so, as these things get animated, the demand to go, goes up, and in turn, the demand on the original artist creating the comic books gets higher and higher, and the pressure gets higher and higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's one of the things that just like that has kind of boggled my mind when my students or my um, my nephews will talk about it. They'll be like, "Oh yeah," and there's you know this number of episodes, and it's like, like it's like me going, "I stopped Supernatural at season five, and there's ten more seasons, and there's no way I'm ever going to go back and watch those ten more seasons because there's just not enough time in my life to do that." Yeah. So when you tell me that there's like thousands of episodes of these things it's like it's very overwhelming for for sure and i I do want to provide so that is kind of like the frustrating thing right as as a consumer you're like yeah i love this thing but like naruto's quality from the beginning to the end it it just dipped dramatically Mm -hmm. to the point where there are reports that like the assistants would be doing most of the work on the comics and and uh the character designs which were so unique um, at one point, he ended up having everybody in a set uniform by the series end, except for the two main characters, um, just in an attempt to make make it easier. And and we we're right. just like, you know, uh, as a as a as a teen when this was coming out, um, I was just like, yeah, no, I, I love these. But as an adult, you're just like, you know, we can wait. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're, you know, your your health is important, and so there has been a fix um, recently. Certain shows, things like Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer, which are two super popular things that I'm right. sure that you've, you've heard the names of, they have started adopting the Western style of doing seasons uh, as opposed to year-long production with bricks interspersed. Um, so Demon Slayer, which the series is already done on manga, had one, and that's like it's only got like 150 chapters, has one season at 26 episodes and then a movie covering an entire set of chapters. Right. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. now we're kind of getting this, this, this kind of, uh, this way of like making things so much easier for the the industry as a whole. It's awesome. Like, I mean, it's good to, it's good to hear that it's getting better because that, that would I, th- I feel like there's, <laughs> I feel like there's problems if you're supporting something that is causing that much pain for people. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny because like, I'm glad that these things are so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. Where anime is on Netflix, it's on Amazon, and it's on Hulu. <coughs> Excuse me, 
Um, and then it has its own streaming service, of course. So if you were to, to say, hey, I'm, I'm finally going to give anime a try, like or manga a try. Like when I was growing up, I had to like find fan translations on websites that could that could get pulled down at any point because of like copyright. But I was right. like, you know what? There, there there was no way to pay for it either, right? Because because when we were in high school, when I excuse me, when I was in high school, uh, like we didn't have apps, we didn't have smartphones. Mm-mm. You know, I, I couldn't pay two dollars. I couldn't pay. You know, I couldn't even get like a comicsology thing. Right? It was it was either you either go to the store and buy a hard copy, or you're out of luck. Right. That you would be you would be lucky maybe if there was a trade paperback to collect all the stories, but even then they were very far few and far between. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so I just think it's I think anime is more accessible than it's ever been. I think, um, you know, I, I you know I, I, I this this Demon Slayer show and movie. Or like was like the number one selling thing for for quite a while. Uh, there's a couple of new series here. You know, I, I just hope that we get these things like more accessible mm-hmm. because um, they're they're so good, right? And mm-hmm. and this I think this goes into my last topic where I'm going to shill for my favorite series ever called One Piece. Um, the series started in 1997. It's created by this this man called Eiichiro Oda. And when you're first reading it, it, it just feels like this really simple adventure story about this guy who with rubber powers, who becomes like a pirate, you see all the seven seas. And when you're reading chapter 1000, you look back and the way it's evolved, you're like, this guy is the best like comic book fantasy writer alive. Oh, wow. Um, I've read. Tolkien, I've read Sanderson. Um, this guy's world building is at worst as good as those writers. And I say that because one, it's incredible. And two, he has to do it weekly mm-hmm. where when Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings, he had months, perhaps years to plan out, write, set up and then he decided to create a language make the Silmarillion have the appendices but he was able to do it and check his notes over and over and over and this person Oda is just doing it on the fly mm-hmm. because if if you don't release your thing weekly like it suffers now this person is so he's so rich and so powerful in terms of like his story that he carries that that thing that book um but I'm starting a YouTube channel reviewing this series because like my, the thing that I say is like someday Western people will look back and they will say, this guy was on the Mount Rushmore. If you were to say Tolkien and Jack Kirby, who the, the layman can't quite understand what his work means, but mm-hmm, like, if you mm-hmm. talk to any, right. If you talk to any comic book pro, they will tell you Kirby was the master and he was better at what he did than any of us are still at it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oda's name belongs there. Like, I think he's that incredible. That's awesome. Uh, you, I mean, I feel like I've been rambling. Um, no, 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 this is like, this is fascinating because again, like when you said, Hey, you want to talk about anime, anime and manga? I was like, well, 
yes, if you don't mind teaching me, because <laughs> I, I I don't have as much to contribute on my side. Because again, I this uh, even though I feel weird about saying that it's new to me, because I've known about it forever, but I've just never like I've never made the time to um, incorporate it into my weekly geekery, and so. Um, so no, I, I find this fascinating. I think that there you're, you're going to get two types of listeners from 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 this episode. You're going to get a couple of people like me that are um, that are uh, new to this all and trying to figure things out and 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 going to use this as a resource. And then you're going to have the people who know this stuff and are going to be like on our Slack channel, filling in the gaps and saying, yes. Hey, you want this? And, and, you know, maybe check this one out. Or, you know, I've been listening to enough episodes. I think I kind of know your taste. So try this and please, I'm inviting that because I would like to expand my horizons. I mean, there, there are things in the, the geek universe that I have tried and not liked and that's okay. But this is one thing that I definitely have not given enough of an attempt at to be able to judge whether it's something that I want to continue with or not. Yeah. And and I think it's foolish to, and obviously you're not doing this, but like some people will dismiss it out of hand. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, I don't like anime. I was like, well, that's weird for you to say if you like comics and cartoons, because it's like, are you saying you don't like shonen anime, which is kind of the basic superhero hero's journey type anime? Like mm-hmm. that's a thing that you can say that will receive no like like no valid, you know, criticism because it's like, yeah, if you don't like superhero stuff, that's different than saying I don't like comic books. Right. Um and I and I get that. Uh do do you have like any questions about anime or, or manga um i i think because I mean, so if i'm gonna go look into actual manga i should be looking at uh shonen jump i know that anime probably needs a, a crunchy roll subscription since I, I that's what we got our nephew for for christmas because he was very excited about this and we're like well we know this is a thing so we'll we'll try and help that out but those are the two platforms i should be looking at i know other streaming services have a lot but i don't know i guess I, I guess i don't know where to start other than these two it's like this is just someplace else i should be looking other than these two places uh so those are the two like big ones i mean shonen the shonen jump app doesn't have everything but it does tend to buy like the buy to buy the licenses for uh for a bunch of series Right, in an attempt to just increase their library. Um, mm-hmm. I like recommending that because even if you only read one or two series from it, it was two dollars. Right. You know, and then you cancel it. Like I know for a fact that Death Note is on the Shonen Jump app. Um like that's a good one. Uh an anime that I sh- I, I want to recommend. Um I don't know if you would read the manga or but the anime is just as good. It's called Full Metal Alchemist. I've heard that one recommended to me. The bro- is it specifically Brotherhood. Yes. So the original, and this is this is another like weird anime manga to anime quirk. The original Full Metal Alchemist released, and they did not want to wait for the original for the creator to finish their comic. Mm-hmm. So they made up a different ending. Okay. And and when the series finished, they re they released a different anime that fully, um, that just adapted the series the the, the comic series as a whole. 
Okay. So if I watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, that's self-contained? That's self-contained. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, self-contained. It's it's basically, that deals like, so you, you know how like you're looking at Avatar The Last Airbender. Have you, have you seen that series? Um, I've seen a, a good chunk of episodes. I have not finished it. Okay. Well, you, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is a martial arts epic about learning different styles and shooting fire out your hands. Mm-hmm. And then you finish it and you're like, oh, there was a lot about fascism and genocide and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist does that, but it does it 10 times better Okay, uh, in terms of dealing with uh, fascism, genocide. Uh, those are the two, the two big ones. Um, there's a lot more to that series than meets the eye. It's, I would never prescribe anything as being the best anime, um, because every people have different tastes. I would say it is the most easily recommendable that and death note are the two most easily recommendable Japanese properties, uh, to Western audiences. Okay. All right. So we've got full metal alchemist and death note for our anime. And then one piece for our manga. Is that what I should be looking at? I, so I don't know if you'll like, I, I love one piece. Um, but I almost feel like I'm in a cult, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird to say. Cause it's like, it's the number one selling thing, like comic of all time. So that's right. weird to say. Right. But I, I don't, I, I, I get really wary because people are like, it's too long. It's too long. And it's just like, but like I, I was watching that YouTuber Murphy Napier. She's just like, if the criticism is it's too long, I welcome that because I want to spend as much time as possible with this story as I can. Like, right. This this is a booktuber. She's never read a single manga. She's never she doesn't watch anime, and she comes away from this story just being like, this author is incredible. Right. Um, I don't like. I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you're reading a story or you're watching a movie. And at some point it ceases to be that property Mm -hmm. and it starts to become the author's vision. Does that make sense? Yes. I can't, I can't pull up an example right now, but I definitely like, will maybe, maybe Buffy the vampire slayer is a good example of that where you're like, you have to tell people to get through the first two seasons and then it becomes like epic and you're going to love it, but you have to get through that point where they are a finding their legs and B he's allowed to do what he wants to do with the story. Um, and yes, we all know that Joss Whedon's problematic and we're not endorsing, <laughs> like, like not endorsing that, but, um, but yeah, there's definitely been a couple of those where we're like, once they were allowed to do what they wanted to do, oh my God, it just takes off. Yeah. And I think one piece is that on a grander scale. Um, Cause how, how long, how many seasons did Buffy run? Uh, oh, I'm a terrible Buffy fan. I want to say five. Okay. But it could that be sounds seven. about that. That's somewhere between five and seven is kind of where I had in my mind. Like, yeah, this thing has been running since 1997. One piece. That's crazy. And most fans, will tell you this is the best it's ever been 
That's awesome. Which is yep. just unreal. Yeah, because often you find that a lot of these series, like the longer they go, they're like, okay, well, they're kind of jumping the shark, or there's no, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of filler, or there's these storylines that just go off in weird ways, and you're like, I don't understand what you're doing with this. So the idea that it just keeps getting better and better, that's very, that's very cool and very encouraging. Yeah, and it's my my elevator pitch to One Piece is it's a it's a it's a weird, quirky real goofy almost looney tunes-esque like character-based uh story it's essentially have you ever played like a final fantasy game yeah yeah so you know you you have your main character and he's he can be a little quirky uh depending on which one let's say 10 with titus he's a little quirky he's a little weird he's got a dream he goes out on his adventure and as you go through each area as you pick up uh party members right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's essentially what one piece is um, but then if you were to look at like, for example, like final fantasy or kingdom hearts, I think is a really good example. Like you play the first level of kingdom hearts and so you're on the beach and the monster's coming. And then you you're, you're over in like the last one in the last level of the first kingdom hearts, like hollow bastion, or you're like you're Titus and you're in this crazy dream, weird realism. People are actually dead. Like, how did I get here? Like, that's kind of like one piece. It's like this really long, jrpg where you pick up crew members as you go um but like i don't know when it happened but one piece ends up being one of those red string corkboard type shows nice i love that kind of stuff uh it makes game of thrones theory crafting look like a child's drawing on the fridge oh wow it's and like you know if you can if you can find somebody else to corroborate uh i'll send video like i I promise you you're just like how did we get here i just wanted an adventure with the stretchy pirate boy and instead (laughs) i'm i'm like i'm worried about weapons that can destroy the planet and i'm worried like but in like the i don't know it's i sound like i'm in a cult i don't want to get into it i have a whole youtube channel dedicated to to easing people into it um, like I said, that's what I'm working on right now, but I, I think, I think it's, I think it's prime time for people, for people who don't watch anime, who don't read manga, who like, who, who are geeks, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, uh, you know, it's, it's time for the general populace to start watching Dragon Ball Z. I'm just saying if, if you're stuck on Western comics, like maybe it's time to break down that prejudice to tear that down and to, and try to give some of these stories a try. Awesome. Awesome. Well, the, hopefully this will be, this is kind of the, the prime time for me to, to do this. And I very much appreciate the, the little starter guide here because, uh, you know, it's, there's so much out there and there's so many opinions. And so to try and get, um, it's kind of more of a focused view. It really, I think it makes, makes the likelihood that I will dive in and stick with it a lot better. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, the, the series I recommended to you are the most recommendable ones. And mm-hmm. there's always, you know, you would never, you would never have somebody start watching the MCU on age of Ultron, right? Like you just, right, right, right. you just wouldn't do that. Um, you would never tell somebody to start reading comics during infinity crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because even I, I didn't know what was happening in infinity crisis and I had followed those characters for years. Right. Um, this is the series I, I recommended to you, or a lot of these 
early ones are just like they're they're all self-contained. They're all self-contained, and I think that's part of the beauty of it. Excellent. Yay! Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This is this is exciting. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be hopefully a new journey. So I'm very excited about this. Uh, thank. I mean, thanks for you know uh, for those of you who are who are still somehow listening. Um, like you asked me to to talk about this like last night, and uh, I think if 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 I had been given like a week, my thoughts would probably sound a little bit more coherent. No, I, I think this has been great. And I think um, this, this kind of opens it up to having you back soon to kind of maybe check up on my progress <laughs> and answer I mean, questions as we, as we go. <laughs> I, I would love to, if you, I mean, if, if you ever do one piece um, and I imagine that if you ever started one piece, you wouldn't be able to just have one conversation on it. Right. Uh, so, so what hap- I think what happened was during the pandemic, a lot of YouTube creators finally said, you know what, I've got the time, I'm going to start it because it's, it's getting kind of like a big boost. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you, if you watch Full Metal Alchemist and you need someone to talk about, like I'll, or, or any, any anime, really any manga, any anime, more manga, cause I'll, I'll sit there and I'll read it in a day and I'll, I'll be able to, to contribute. I'll, I'll, I'll very gladly come back. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll, we'll, we're, we're happy to have you back. Alrighty, um, we're going to wrap it up because I'm going to be leaving for Vegas in a couple of hours, um, which brings me to the fact that uh, we're going to try and keep episodes as consistent as possible. But because like we have Loki finale coming up, we have Black Widow coming up, we have all these kind of time-sensitive things, I might not be able to launch on, on Sundays. Uh, it really depends on when I can find the time on the road to record and when my schedule matches up with Ray's. So um, when that happens, we'll keep you up to date. You will get three episodes over these three weeks. I just don't know that they will, they, they may be like two and one and one the following week. We don't know. So just be patient with us. We will get this uh, figured out, but it is going to be a little bit of a weirdness for the next three weeks because I am not going to be at home. Um, shout outs this week. I want to shout out to Chelsea for going on the Marvel rewatch journey with me. I, there were only a few that, that, uh, she missed, but it was so much fun to be able to just kind of comment and laugh about lines that we love and get excited and, and cry at end game together. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining me on that journey. And, and for everyone else who did tune in as well, I just, I mentioned Chelsea cause I think she missed like two. <laughs> I think there were two movies that she didn't at least join in at part of. So that's it. Uh, do you have any uh, shout outs for today? Sure. Uh, I'd like to shout out a friend of mine named Andy, Andy of the monkey off my backlog podcast. He is the person who I, uh, I, talk one piece with every week. And so as I'm working on this channel, he has, he has, um, checked out the test videos and we theorize about it every week. We literally like wake up Friday morning and like, we message each other, like, let me know when you read so that we can theorize over the latest chapter. So <laughs> nice. shout outs to Andy. Excellent. Um, coming up next week, we're going to have the, the next episode will be either episodes, uh, four and five of Loki. Oh my God. Episode four guys. Like I, I've got thoughts up on Slack. If you want to go jump over there. Um, so either Loki or black widow. And then the one after that will be whatever we didn't cover next week. 
And that's where we're at. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, the geek to geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, As the Dice Roll, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and sometimes Rob. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Banishox, and Troidal Power, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us on geektitude.com as well as on Pod- Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcasters out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at epicgrays. Ariel, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube at this point because I'm starting my channel. It's called Portly Island Boy, which is a nice <laughs> little scrubs joke uh, for those of you who watched it. Awesome. Well, thank you again for for jumping in last minute. I completely forgot that Ray was going to be out of town, and I did not set up a, a co-host for this week. So thank you for jumping in and saving me last minute and for a, a very excellent guide to, uh, to get started with. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And for all of you out there listening, remember this week, keep it geek. <laughs>